Blog Talk Radio. Yes, indeed, it is that time. It is that time. It's Super Bowl time. Super Bowl 53. We are finally here, and your boys from the SBP, we got you. Source, are you ready for the big game, bro? Prime, mentally, I am ready. Snackily, I am not. <laughs> I mean, they're going to need a few more snacks and uh, another 12 to be all the way right. But I'm close enough. The mental part is ready, and I'm excited about the action that's going down tonight. Yeah, that's my boy, Source, and y'all know me as Prime. You know how we get it in at least once a week talking sports. But today is a big day. And as your boy, I got to tell you, you slipping, man. You're supposed to have all that stuff already. We got kickoff around about, what, five hours? You're supposed to have all that, man, the, the, the drinks, the snacks, all that. You're supposed to already have that in the crib. Like, matter of fact, there was a rule written by me <laughs> a few years ago that you had to have everything by noon at the crib, man. Are you slipping? Well, looks like I'm slipping, bruh. Plus, I think we might be uh, exiting the premises this evening and sliding to another spot. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of part of it as well. But either way, I'm I'm not prepared. But as long as my mind is right and the TV is working, then uh, I'm in the right place. Fair enough. And as always, if you listen to us for the first time or even if it's not your first time, Please check us out on Facebook at D Sports Bar Podcast. We are the SBP, y'all. Uh, we have fun for your sports pleasure, entertainment, uh, hip hop, media, TV, all that. Yeah, that, that's what we do on there. But uh, please join us, man. But yeah, but so so I found out something new, man. Before we get into this Super Bowl talk, kind of kind of uh, caught me off guard, right? Um, I got all my stuff this morning. I went out. I, right. I had to make a total wine run. I uh, had to freshen up the uh, the fridge and bless the fridge with some more cold beverages, if you know what I'm saying. There was a young yeah. lady that was in the line next to me. She looked kind of young, but she went into total wine to buy ice. First of all, I didn't, I didn't even know total wine sold ice, and I guess I should as much as I go in there. Like You know I'm like <laughs> a, platinum member, a platinum member in that joint. But I had no idea that they sold ice. But the young lady went to purchase it. They asked for her ID, though, for ice. She wasn't 21. They didn't let her purchase it. What? They said you're yes, not going to have a total wine bag or nothing without some legit ID. They said they ain't going down. Crazy. Like, they, you can't buy anything out of total wine. If you're not 21, when I, when I saw the ice joint, I was like, I thought dude was joking at first, but then shortly as, as I was at the other register and I proceeded to my vehicle, got it, put my, uh, you know, my few things away. She was getting in the car with nothing in her hand, but a car key. So learn something new today. Two things. Wow. They sell ice and you can't purchase it if you ain't 21. Like, <laughs> <laughs> She'd be all right. I'm sure there was a wild wild on the way home. Uh, Actually, some across the street. Yeah, some yes, across sir. the street. So I guess she was good. But yo, let's get into this thing. But we can't get into football talk without doing this because I gotta send one out to my boy Source. This one's for you. This song's dedicated to my homies in that gangsta lane. Why'd you have to go? So soon. And Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles had they run, bruh. They had they run for one year by about 30, 10 o'clock tonight. They would no longer be the current Super Bowl champions, bruh. No, yeah, well, you know what? There's still the chance. I told you, still a chance. Jesus might come back in the next eight hours. I don't know, so... We're going to be the chance for eternity if that happens. That's what I'm holding on to. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> Shout out to you and my main man, Terrain Harris, uh, fellow hip-hop head uh, from my high school. Um, 
Yeah, he he's he's been reminding us every week, talking mad smack, drinking plenty of PBRs. A- ain't afraid to let you know he's drinking them PBRs and let you know that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's a PBR head, man. They be having that. I think that uh, two dollar, three dollar night at a couple of spots around here on PBR. So yeah, anyway, yeah, he, he, he let you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Well, he would let you know in your face. He all of five foot, I don't know, five foot four, five foot five. But with every inch of him, he's going to let you know that Philly is still the champs. Chumps. That's what he said. So shout out to my man, Terrain Harris, for sure. <laughs> well, look, man, we got a good game coming up, man. Rams 13 and three. The Pats is up here 11 and five in Super Bowl 53. And we look at this thing, man, it's crazy because we have basically two teams that sort of started off kind of differently at the beginning of the season. You take a look at this. The Rams came out the gate, 8-0, was bashing cats, about 30 points a game, you know, putting up 30, about 30 a game. And you had the Patriots, who were 6-2, and two, but struggled in some of the games that they won. Matter of fact, they had a game along the way where I think they only scored, what, 10 points? Um Against Detroit, um, and they and they caught L to the uh, to the Jaguars, who we thought was going to be good. So after the first half of the season, we were looking at both of these teams kind of different. Yeah, the the the, uh, the people said the writing was on the wall for the Patriots. It was finally, or at least the question was out there: Is it finally that time? Is it finally time for somebody else to step up and step in, take over in the AFC? As we see, that was not to be the case. As far as the Rams, this is the second year that they've gotten off to a crazy start. Uh, And both of those years did not include the name Jeff Fisher. I don't know (laughs) if those two things have anything in common or not. Maybe it's just, maybe it's just dumb luck. But it seems that without Jeff Fisher in the building, Jared Goff has become a very good quarterback, and the Rams have turned over a new leaf. Well, man, exactly. And we know what we're getting with when you speak of a Tom Brady. We know what we're getting with Tom Brady. We know what to expect from Tom Brady, the GOAT. But what are we making of Jerry Goff at this point? Because there's been some folks, especially one person in particular, I ain't going to call him out because he's been quite really quiet the past month in our group. But in our group and then in a local 804 group, he and I were going back and forth. I mean, friendly, of course, but back and forth. And he was telling me how golf should be in the MVP conversation. And most of us pretty much thought it was most likely a two-man race. And the one person that most of us thought would win it actually won it yesterday. But golf has his team in the Super Bowl, and he actually has played pretty well with what they've asked him to do in these playoffs. What are we making of him at this point? Well, golf actually was in the the super, the super. Golf actually was in the MVP race, according to some of the uh, pundits, a lot of them, as a matter of fact, for the first, at least the first half of the season, probably the first three quarters of the season. The thing for me, as far as the MVP is concerned, is that the Rams had three different players that were all considered at one point or another as an MVP candidate. You had Aaron Donald on defense, Ty Gurley, who was the engine that made everything go until uh, later in the season, and then golf as well. So it was going to be hard for him to to get any type of MVP recognition as far as uh, winning the actual award when it came down to the end of the season. But he's definitely played well overall. Things kind of slipped a little bit with the loss of Cooper Cup. So that, that kind of changed things. But they managed to rectify the offense using uh, Josh Reynolds and Gerald Everett and Higby out there a little bit more 
and also Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods both stepped up and uh, continued to play well from from the receiver spots. But I definitely like Jared Goff. A lot of pressure on him today, but I'm sure McVay will do his best to alleviate that pressure by using every trick in the book. And we know McVay has a lot of tricks in the book. So it's going to be an interesting uh, interesting scene when the Rams have the ball, definitely. Yeah, and you wonder what McVay has up his sleeve in this one because we know how innovative he is with that offense. Um, I call him a young mad scientist. The guy seems to draw up some great plays. Uh, he'll draw up three plays, but run them out of five or six different formations or, or you know, give you different variations of, of what he does. And I think he's going to have to do that today because as I was thinking about this game, I was thinking, well, look, man, you're going to give Bill Belichick two weeks to dissect what you do when, he, when we've already seen what he can do in one week. Because we know Belichick is going to be ready. He's going to be ready for what he thinks is right. He's he studied the film. He probably didn't need a full two weeks. But McVay is kind of new at the big stage. I mean, he is new at the big stage. So my thing for him is what is he going to draw up in this game to keep golf comfortable, to keep his team, you know, keep his team level, uh, keep them in this particular game or take control of this particular game? And is he going to be able to, if things don't go the way that he needs them to go, source, is he going to have that backup plan to be able to adjust? Because we expect the Patriots to be able to do that. Yeah, I expect to see a lot of the, the receivers tweet. Well, I don't know what the, I don't even know what the players actually call, to be honest. But the, the receiver, uh, the motion sweep is basically what it is. Um, yeah. To, to whomever. We've seen it run by half the team, half the team, including the tight end. I, I remember them running it uh, with Everett. So they have plenty of options on ways to kind of hold those defensive ends at bay for a second and let Gurley and Anderson, yes, Gurley and Anderson, I should have said Anderson first at this point, but let Gurley and Anderson get a little bit more space in between the tackles. It's interesting uh, things that have come out today just notes saying that it's not going to be the Ty Gurley show today and he and Anderson are going to split carries which which is cool because Anderson's fresh well fresher and has been playing well but it's scary to think about the fact that Gurley is still not healthy enough to take on that load and the Rams even have to approach it like this well, they're telling us that's not the case, that he is healthy. I think we all know that there is something going on. That There's no way that you just completely take the ball out of his hands or almost completely the way that they've done it. Even if C.J. Anderson has had success, I mean, come on, man, this is Ty freaking Gurley. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I expected all along, man, that at the very least that they would – I don't know if it's going to be an even split, but – even at this point, as hot as they are, that they both would touch the football. But, yeah, um, unless he's uh, retweaked something or something else has happened over the past couple of weeks, I definitely expect him to uh, shoulder the, you know, I don't, I'm not going to say shoulder the load, but give us more than what we've seen from him in the previous uh, couple of football games. So that's going to definitely be something to watch. So, We'll ask this question again, as we did um, in the uh, previous playoff games before. With Belichick's ability to neutralize the other team's best player for the most part, who are they really focusing on to stop of the Rams in this game? That's the question. That's the question there. Will it be just that? I mean, thinking about it, when we asked them, like I said, I don't know that it'll be all girly. I think it'll be split. But I think looking at that uh, as run versus pass, I'd imagine the Rams will force, or excuse me, the the Patriots will force Goff's hand and make him have to do something quickly and uh, 
to make some make some tight uh some tight window throws, which will be a whole different world uh from just being able to pound the rock, throw those screens, you know, a dagger here, a dagger there, which has been been golf's MO for the most part. So I think they're gonna put the pressure on golf to have to make the plays. Of course the Rams are gonna to try to keep it balanced and and keep the rock on the ground with those sweeps and and fake sweeps uh dive type plays to keep the the, the to keep the d ends at bay keep the safeties back because you can't come up through the middle so hard if there's a chance that that sweep is coming around the end because once they get around the outside if you're out of the play you're out of the play so i think they're gonna uh i think the rams are going to try to run the ball but the Patriots are going to force them to have to have to throw a little bit more. I agree with you because New England has been the number one uh, run defense in these playoffs in the um, you know in this postseason so far, and not bad during the regular season they came in. Uh, they finished the season you know season number eleven, so they had the ability to shut down or at least contain the run. So it's just going to be interesting to see what McVay does to counter that. Um, if he has to do that. Um, but we, I think we both agree that, you know, us talking during the week that there could be some other people that factor in this game. Matter of fact, we can go ahead and get to it. We posed a question within the group. All right, we posed a question within the group. If, what player other than Gurley, Brady, or Gronk could have the biggest effect on this game um, for either squad, man, and we got some, we got some like some real good, some real good stuff, man. Like if we looked up and down what the people gave us, and they were going deep with it. So shout out to everybody in the SBP. Like so, as these cats were coming out, we've got um, there's plenty of Edelmans in there. Plenty there, there's some Edelmans in there, and I think what we saw from Edelman or what we you know we've seen from him over the last few seasons, what we've seen with him definitely in his postseason, he's definitely going to factor into it. Um, shout out to all the cats that came with that. Joe Foreman, uh, my man Brian Austin brought that up. Um, Bernice Love, um, resident New England Patriot fan. This is the one that I love right here. She's talking about Sue O'Donnell because the pressure on her quarterback could be detrimental. And I think you and I have talked before that you have to pressure Brady, but the way to get Brady is actually to pressure him up the middle, not as much towards the outside. One hundred, that pressure. That means pretty much any quarterback that's not elusive, this uh, kind of affects. But specifically Brady, we've seen over the years when Tom Brady gets hit, just like everybody else, you know, things start to go a little haywire. Not that he won't stand in, not that he won't take the punishment and get back up and throw that rock, but he's not going to be a happy camper, and and that comfort level starts to drop just a little bit. And that, that's a great answer because I didn't actually, thinking about the question, I didn't actually consider Sue or Donald. I thought, I thought strictly offense for some reason. You know, I know better than that. But definitely a great answer by Bernice. Uh, as always, she's a, she's a football head, so she knows her stuff. For me, there could be about five answers. And if you throw in Sue and... Actually, if you throw in Sue, Donald, and uh, Tlaib, there's about eight answers, really. But if I had to give you one, it's James White. I feel like James <laughs> White is going to be a problem today between the way that uh, Alvin Kamara was able to get at the Rams' defense and the way that, that Brady uses White anyway, add in the fact that Gronk has been less than Gronk-like over the past, what, second half of the season, and including the playoffs, if the uh, the Rams try to take away Edelman, which would be smart, Hogan, of course, but the man that's going to get the rock in his hands the most it's going to be James White, and he's going to be as effective as he has been all season, and he has been all season. So that is definitely my answer 
but I could I could name a couple others that could be right in the mix as well. Is Mama name him James? I'm gonna call him Big Game James. Because if you seem wow. to remember, remember him in the Super Bowl against the Falcons. Yep. The Patriots down twenty-eight to three. Who do they go to? James White. Cat 139 yards and three touchdowns in that game and was really one of the main catalysts for them actually getting back in there and winning that thing. He shines in big games. No matter what he does the week before or two weeks before, he shines, and they love to get him to rock in the passing game. It is going to cause a problem, win or lose, especially if some of those linebackers get mixed up in the coverage trying to deal with him. He's going to be a problem for a safety anyway, the way that they get him the ball in the places they put him when they dump it off. But if he gets matched up somewhere on a linebacker or he managed to slip the safety or the slot corner and the linebacker somewhere back there in a zone somewhere and he has to deal with him, he's going to be a problem today. So my answer would be James White as well. Um, to me, that's a no-brainer, though just like you said, there can be plenty of other guys that could factor into this. But we got some interesting stuff from man Jerron Dennis. He said uh, Stephen, uh, Stephen Gilmore or Aqib Tlaib, he said the corners could be big. And I guess he's expecting somebody to need to lock down somebody from going off in this particular game um, on the receiving end. Um, you go to uh, – there was some Josh Donalds in there. I mean, Josh Reynolds in there. Um, you've got uh, more Donald and Sue. People love Donald and Sue. Uh, Caesar, word, my man Caesar Gonzalez says Hogan. Um, and if we look at the Super Bowls, there is usually that one player, whether it's running back or receiver, that we don't talk about as much that actually happens to have that big game or that big catch. So as we've seen it over the years, sometimes we never hear from the people again, a la, what's it, David Tyree. <laughs> I mean, mm. uh, whatever his name was. We've seen this before. But um, I think that's a great answer. Um, we got uh, Sony and Cooks from my man Scott Murphy. Yeah, we know Sony going to get the rock regardless. That's going to be an interesting dynamic, though, because what does Belichick choose to do? We see, we see Sony Michelle eat up yardage, and he flips it to Burkhead, and like Burkhead gets some tough stuff and get the ball down low. So we have a lot of great answers for folks in the group um, and some lot of uh, interesting perspectives. But I was just as surprised to see as many defensive names thrown into this mix, like Clifford Jones, Patrick Chung, and the McCordy boys, Trey Flowers. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, this, the list goes on and on. So um, a lot of people um, that's going to be watching this game, and especially our group members in the SVP, are expecting the defenses um, to possibly be the catalyst for whichever team comes out of this with the Lombardi Trophy. Yeah, shout out to my man Andy O'Brien saying the baddest man on the planet, Aaron Donald, definitely an option. I'm glad you mentioned Burkhead, Sony Michelle, uh, Brandon Cooks facing facing his old squad from last year. That that definitely could be something in the mix. And of course, the person that I'm surprised that ne- uh, neither of us mentioned, but I'm sure somebody in the group did, C.J. Anderson. His effect. Mm. Uh, actually, actually, Keith Wade mentioned Keith uh, mentioned C.J. Anderson in the in the uh, podcast group. So shout out to Keith for that. Yeah, C.J. Anderson definitely could put a stamp on this thing if it goes the Rams' way. And we got to shout out um, one of our favorite fellow fan duelers and beer drinkers in the group, Tim Foner. Tim said, right. "Watch." He says, watch Higby. He says, watch Higby. He said, that's one sneaky dude right there. And, and I have to agree in this one as well. That we're talking about earlier about taking the pressure, keeping the pressure off of God. What better way to do it than with your tight end, man? True. Yeah, so this is going to be crazy. So we look at the Rams offense, man. The Rams, you mentioned Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods. And they're real sneaky in what they do. If you go back, Brandon Cooks. One double-digit reception game the entire season. A lot of people may not know that, seeing the damage he's done in certain games. Um, Robert Woods, you got to go way back to week three for his uh, one of his double-digit games. Um, but 
they both seem to get it done. So it's usually going to be one or the other, or at least somebody's going to be hovering around six or seven catches. But as far as them eating up catches, uh, one particular receiver eating up catches in one particular game, that's not something that they normally do. Um, so very, very interesting in that dynamic. On the Patriots' side, though, we never really look for the numbers on the Patriots all the time. We just wonder, in, in, in this edition of the Patriots, that's running the ball and set up everything, um, how many rushing yards Sony Michelle is going to get? Um, when is he going to go to Edelman? Are they going to be able to win without Gronk playing big? Um, I feel like now that Gronk is probably as healthy as he's ever been, and we saw some of what he could do or what he still can do with that uh, amazing catch he made, um, being actually very well covered by Barry in that Chiefs game. But their their offenses, you know, itself is really not predicated on any one receiver unless it's trouble time. And, of course, you know Edelman's going to get the first look. But this particular edition of the Patriots is kind of built on the run. And I expect that uh, trend to continue, you know, today. Indeed. Got the three, three-headed monster, Burkhead, Michelle, and White. I still believe that White will be the option. Yes, if they get down in the in the red zone or third down and short, you may see a little more Burkhead. Sonny Michelle will get his touches and, and be big in the game as well. But it's all about James White for me. Yeah, and we will note, though, sneaking in Burkhead, though, like both of us talked about, he does have three TDs in the postseason so far. So they're going to find a way to get him the ball. He might have five carries, but especially if they sniff that red zone, look for Burkhead and that short yardage could possibly be a factor. Nobody really mentioned him, but he could be the guy that ends up with all of 30 yards rushing in this game and could end up with two or three touchdowns. You just never know with this particular offense and the way Belichick does things. So Indeed. I'm going to get into the breakdown on what, on what I see, man. We look at the Rams, right? And what the Rams are going to have to – what I think they're going to do is they continue to play action. They do more play action on first and second down than any team in the NFL. You can go look at the numbers. They are number one at that. The sneaky thing is how does McVay run his offense in this one? Because – a lot of people may not be familiar with, with the term 11 personnel, but 11 personnel is what they run a lot. And that's usually when it's one running back, three receivers, and a tight end. They, they, will run, they will run this formation to death, and they're very successful in a lot of games. That's why they put up so many points. But over the course of the season, the Patriots have been pretty successful at playing against teams that run a lot of three receiver sets. A lot of three receivers said even when they would go to the tight end, Patriots, one of the best, they rank top five. The one situation that they have that that Patriots struggle in is when teams may run a 12 personnel source, and that's the one running back that's two receivers and two tight ends. They have Mm -hmm. a little less success for that. So I wonder if McVay studied this enough to say, at some point I'm going to show them a little something different. I'm going to bring in both my tight ends. You know, I'm going to bring in – I will say other cat, Everett on the other side of Higby or the other cat. I keep forgetting the other cat. They got another a tight end over there with the Rams. And they run these sets to see what type of success that they may have, especially if the running game is not working. But the play but the play action is going to be there regardless, whether it's 11 personnel, 12 personnel, whatever, whatever they got in the field, the play action is going to be that. I expect the Patriots to be disciplined in the pay, play action because they seem to do that pretty well. But as far as covering – the way they cover it when it's only one tight end on the field versus when there's two tight ends on the field, it's a totally different story. So that kind of goes into what I talked about uh, with the matchups. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's going to be interesting to see um, how they approach that. I really want to know who the third uh, receiving option is going to be for the Rams. Will it be Higby? Will it be Everett? Will it be Reynolds? The options that are there is just a point of what the Patriots are trying to force the Rams to do and, and what they're allowing. Of course, that screen game is, is an option, but it's not as deadly with Anderson as it is with Gurley uh, in the backfield. So if, I'm, if I see Gurley in the backfield, I'm looking for the screen and I'm looking for, uh, I'm looking for the run between the screen and the run. That is that's my first uh, first look as a fan that's going to be watching this game. 
On the other side, if I look at the, the Patriots' uh, defense, anytime Gurley's on the field, is is for a reason. He's not going to be out there just just to be a decoy. Not today. So if Gurley's on the field when they have Anderson over there healthy and playing well, it's for Gurley to be that dude that he was in the beginning of the uh, season, the first half, first three quarters of the season. So, what would be your first start with the Rams when uh, Anderson touches the field? Is it Are you completely thinking run, or do you think he gets involved more in the passing game in this one? I don't expect uh, any... any uh, <laughs> I'll give I'll give Anderson two receptions max because it's not like we can think back to his Denver days and remember CJ being a threat out of the backfield or even in the spring game. Not that I remember uh, off the top of my head. And now he's gotten a, a little bigger. It ain't quite so easy to turn around on that screen and get that head upfield and, and see what's coming at you. So. I expect ground and pound with T.J. Anderson. Of course, there will be the the, the uh, like I said, the fake the fake sweep and Anderson getting a little bit of space in in the middle, up the middle. I'm looking forward to a lot of that. But what I do expect to see, well, I'm going to make a small prediction, nothing major, but I do predict that the Rams will have at least. 35 rushing yards from receivers or tight ends on that that sweet play. I think it's going to be a lot of that, a lot, especially if the Patriots are able to uh, clog that middle up early. It's going to be a lot, man. And sweeps, uh, mixed in a reverse or two, yeah, it's going down. It's going to be fun, though. No doubt. It's definitely going to be fun. Uh, Wade Phillips, I think he's going to have his hands full. Can can Wade adjust to whatever the Patriots decide to do? Uh, we look on the other side on that Patriots defense, who've been pretty darn good as of late. Um, they never really hired a defensive coordinator. He got the kid, was uh, Brian Flores, I believe. He was a linebacker's coach. He's been pretty much calling the plays. Matter of fact, this will be his last game, so we see how he goes out. They're expecting him to be named as the head coach of the Dolphins, I believe, tomorrow. That's what the expectation is. But they, they've stayed the course. Um, they felt comfortable, you know, with what they're doing. And I think they feel really comfortable that, that they were, you know, that they'll be able to handle this Rams offense. If I look at this whole thing, you know, the, the defensive staff is going to have just make, make just as many, uh, you know, changes or – um, you know, fix a couple of things along this game because I believe that both teams are going to be able to figure out what the other team is doing at some point. The question is, is it going to be in time to stop the other one from doing too much damage? Um, going to down that front, man, I, I think the Rams have the possibility they could start off fast. As a matter of fact, I think they really need to start off fast in this game. We know what the Patriots can do. We, we've seen them struggle. We've seen them start off fast and then struggle for a couple of quarters and then come back strong at the end. They kind of have that butt-naked push at any time. And you would expect for the Rams to be able to do that. And I'm not saying that they can't. Um, they got things going against the Saints pretty late. But you got a team, you know, full of veterans on the field, a team full of uh, veterans on the sideline. They're not going to panic in any situation. It's all about being, you know, cool and calm. Golf's still a young cat, man. And I, and, I, and I project good things for, for, uh, for Jerry Goff down the line. Um, they're not guaranteed to get back to another Super Bowl. We've talked about that. We even talked about that before. As great as I think Patrick Mahomes is, and they were a game away. We he may never get this close again. We don't know how good the Rams are going to be over the next couple of years because one season or two seasons doesn't dictate the next couple. But he's still a very young guy, and there's some young guys on that squad. The Patriots fan, for me, bro, it's hard to pick against them. And I know a lot of people are picking against the New England Patriots because they hate the New England Patriots. Um, they don't want to see them, especially Pittsburgh fans, especially Pittsburgh fans. They do not want to see this man join, this squad join the sixth club. 
Shout out to Rodney Leeper, one of our group members who runs the 804 page. I saw something on his page source with, I think it was a Super Bowl ring with Ben Roethlisberger's face on it. <laughs> and he read something to the extent, remember, uh, no matter how this game turns out today, we're the only team to win six without cheating. This is where we at right now, okay? This, this, this is where we at right now, especially with Steeler fans. I just find it hard to pick against them if we're talking about the entirety of a game. So as we saw them come back from 28-3 a couple of years ago, we saw them weather some storms this season. I would even willing be, be even willing to tell you they could go down by 20 against this high-powered Rams offense today, and as long as at least a quarter and a half left, I'm probably putting my money on Tom Brady. Word to Vernice Love, word to Brian Austin. I'm telling you right now. Word to my man, Juwan Carter, as well. So, it's no secret. I'm going to take the GOAT quarterback and Tom Brady and the Patriots to win this game 33-24. That's how I'm calling it. You would not be able to dispute that Tom Brady is the GOAT when this thing is over. Matter of fact, those of you who don't think he's already the GOAT, that's just, y'all talking crazy. You're talking like, if you believe that, then you believe that Jacquees is the king of R&B. All right? What else does this man have to prove? Okay? Absolutely nothing, but I want to hear the excuses when they bring home that Lombardi today. Patriots 33, Rams 24. Fire. Fire. I'll throw in one other thing that I failed to mention previously. Uh, I am thinking that there will be some key to leave on Gronk, try to neutralize that. Even though, like, like I said earlier, Gronk hasn't been the same Gronk as he's been in the past. This is the Super Bowl, and this is, <laughs> this is his last game. You're going to have to take him out of the game. You're going to have to eliminate him as a threat or he's going to eat. Uh, I do suspect this game will be close for a little bit. Uh, but I just, I just can't, I just can't bring myself to bet against Tom Brady. As you all know, who are in the, uh, the January Madness contest. I picked the Patriots. I, I mean, for some reason, <laughs> out of twenty, out of twenty-five people, I was the only person to pick the Patriots. I don't know what everybody else was thinking, but oh snap! As the only person to pick the Patriots, I have to stick with them, roll with them. I'm going thirty-one twenty-four. I think it's going to be fun all the way through. Uh, the only thing that might not be fun for somebody. Is this halftime show because I got a feeling that something's going to go down. I don't know anything. I ain't heard nothing from nobody. But I think something's going down during the halftime show. And somebody's going to be hated after the halftime show. I don't know who they're going to be hated by, but somebody's going to be hated at the end of that halftime show tonight. But as far as the game, Patriots 31, Rams 24, Brady is the MVP. Actually, you know what? White is the MVP. James White is the <laughs> MVP. At, now, it may come down to a to a uh, a situation, a Deion Brash type situation, and mm. they go ahead with, with Brady anyway. But I'm going to go ahead and say James White is the MVP, and that's why I'll even tell y'all fan duelers. James White is my MVP on my FanDuel single game contest, and that is not going to change by game time. So that's what I'm rocking with. Yeah, hopefully White does get it. You remember a couple of years ago when he had that big game and Brady got it. Brady said that James White should have gotten it. Matter of fact, Brady yeah. gave James White that the vehicle that he won. I think it was a – I don't know if it was a truck or whatever it was. He got for winning the uh, MVP. James White, he gave it to James White. Now, James White being upstanding dude that he is, I think he gave it to, to somebody in need, so he gave it away himself. Um, man of the year type stuff, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, so that would not go 
overlooked if he has the game that you and I are both predicting um, that he's probably going to have or he definitely could have. Um, if the Patriots are going to try to, you know, to control the clock by running the ball with their running backs, but for the Patriots, the way they run their offense, sometimes those dump-offs and even those short passes across the middle is part of their running as well. They're not always going to beat you deep. You know, they might catch Hogan out there, catch you slipping with a Hogan, get you mixed up on the cross, Hogan's wide open. There might be a Philip Dorsett moment. But the Patriots are one of those teams that them passing the ball at times is part of their running game. You see what I'm saying? So controlling the clock is going to be key. And what would you say, 31-24? 31-24. We was both right there. I had 33-24. So we both – looks like we both in the stadium. You see what I'm saying? Once again. And, look, this halftime show, man, look, man, look. Just call me different, man. Just call me different. The folks can hate, do what they want to do. I don't give a darn. I'm a Maroon 5 fan. I like Maroon 5. I, yeah, I know we talk hip-hop in the group, but I like Maroon 5. So whatever they're going to sing, moves like Jagger, One More Night, whatever, none of that. Animals, maps, they it, it don't care. I don't care, bro. They ain't going to sing whatever. But I'm a Maroon 5 fan. You know, rest of the catch, they there, it, it, you know. It's all good, but salute, you know, salute to the ones that decided not to perform as well. But I ain't mad, you know. It is what it is. Do, do you think that Maroon 5 is going to just go up there and, and sing and then get off the stage? Because I don't. I don't, think there's, I don't think there's any way that Adam Levine is going to jump on the stage and not do something. Something got to go down. Big boy. Travis Scott, like Travis Scott, I don't know. You know, young boys, you know, what can you do? Big boy going out there, I guess he feels that he is representing Atlanta and doing it for the city, whether the black people, you know, wanted him to to take that stand or not. I, you know, I don't know, but I feel like, I feel like the kind of dude that Adam Levine is, that I think he is, I, I, I got us. Somebody going to kneel. Somebody going to throw up a fist. Everybody going to have on Kaepernick jerseys. Something is oh, going man. down today. I promise you something's going down. Yeah, I believe you because across social media, if you, if you pull it up, there's been several, several athletes that are in Atlanta right now that have been seen through the course of this week and coming into this weekend Wearing Kaepernick jerseys around town, several, and some and some and some um you know entertainers as well, some actors and as well. But there have been several football players, basketball players, um, that are in ATL this week uh, for festivities and the game that are sporting Kaepernick jerseys. So I I, I don't doubt it uh, one bit. But I know it's lit down there. Um, it's crazy. I wouldn't mind being down there uh, just for everything that's popping off. Um, it, it, it's crazy. Look, um, did you hear about this? I don't know if you heard about any of the Super Bowl stories down there. I, I'm going to keep this as clean as I can. I'm going to keep it clean, matter of fact. But um, <laughs> uh, you are familiar with the fact that both Tiny and his wife, and um, T.I. and his wife Tiny own a bunch of businesses, right? Okay, yeah. Well, they own several uh, uh, gentlemen's clubs. Gentlemen club, yes, yeah, 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 gentlemen spots, and they say it's so lit in the ATL right now. They interviewed one of their employees, and the employee <laughs> said that she made thirty thousand dollars in one night. So it's lit in ATL for the Super Bowl festivities. Yeah, well, I ain't. You know what? Yeah, I ain't. Mad at you. Do what you do. Get your money. Get your money. Let me hope. It was let me hope about two, huh? three thousand. <laughs> it was funny you mentioned the dude with Travis Scott because there's actually who's playing in the background right now. How that happened? <laughs> but yeah. Um, and shout out. Look, shout out to it. I ain't no hater source. Look, at the end of the day, you know we've had several discussions. You and I, um, even we uh, Kelly Lemon when she's been on with us. 
I don't follow a lot of today's hip hop, but there's some cats that catch my ear. And I, I probably, I might be one of the minority in our age bracket. I, I kind of think uh, Travis Scott is, he, he kind of, I think he kind of dope. Some of his, some of his stuff, you know, I, 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 he wanted a few cats. I give a little love to, it, and it's a very few, but so it is what it is. I'll be watching cold beverage in hand doing what I do. For sure. Cold beverage. Oh, what's your, uh, we might discuss this last year, but before we dip out, we got to know what is, what's your go-to, what's your go-to, uh, Super Bowl snack, what you're looking forward to? My brother, glad you brought that up because I almost forgot it. Of course, I'm, I'm, I'm mix, I mix it up every Super Bowl and I can really do it this time because ironically, this is the first time and I don't know when that I've actually gotten the next day after the Super Bowl, all of them actually on vacation as of last night. So yes, if, if I if I feel a little slow tomorrow, I really don't have to leave the house. <laughs> so we got all the stuff that I need. But so I'm gonna mix it up a little bit. But you know the Michelob is on deck, the Devil's Backbone is on deck. But I went searching for one of you and I favorites, one of our favorites, which would be the Ace Pineapple Cider. Mm-hmm. And when I stepped into Total Wine earlier today, believe it or not, they were totally out on the rack, main rack. So I walk into the cooler, there were none. I catch a guy coming down the aisle. I said, y'all got any more of these in the back? He said, let me take a look. He went walking. He comes walking back. I said, he ain't got nothing in his hand. I said, darn. He was, oh, it, it's one back there inside the uh, the little Pull, you know, the uh, put the doors out when I was walking. Not the walking cooler, but the regular cooler. I don't know why right. he didn't bring it to me, but that's another story. I ain't even care. But there was only one <laughs> left. So it was pushed up all the way to the back, whereas you couldn't see it. Like, you know, you go get that last beer off the shelf, but you can't see all the way to the back. It was one six-pack left. So I said, you know what? It must have been meant for me to have it. it must have been <laughs> meant for me to have it. Somebody tried to hide that. They were going to get it when they got off work. Yeah, you know, I remember when you was a kid and you uh, you went to Toys R Us and you'd be like, Mom, Mom, come on, come, please not get this toy. Please not get this toy. But, baby, I, I don't, Mama don't get paid till Friday and it'd be like Wednesday. And you want to hope that mm-hmm. one last one be there so you would hide it in another section behind something else. <laughs> mm-hmm. And pray it'd be there when your mama got her paycheck on Friday. <laughs> yeah, that's what it looked like to me. But somebody heard if that's the case because I got the last six pack of the Ace Pineapple. So, uh, group members, do not be shy about putting up your beverage of choice as we always do for the festivities at night. And I'll just say this: I'm not going over the whole spread, but so as I do got the crab legs, bro. I got the crab what? legs ready. What? Yeah, yeah. That's how you. How about you? I see. What about you? Man, you know I ain't got nothing, nothing going on at this point. So, But my go-to is very basic. You know, the buffalo wings. I'm a buffalo wing right. type of person. And, and the tortilla chips. I'm a tortilla chip junkie, so that's what I do. Now, if, if somebody has some deviled eggs with the shrimp on the top, Oh, you know, some crab legs on deck. I would not oppose at all. But my go-to <laughs> is pretty simple. Just let me get the drum and not the flats. I'm not a flats person. Let me get the drum. Y'all can't have the flats. I'm going to get the drum probably because it looks like a chicken leg. And I used to like chicken legs when I was a little kid. So I'm going to take the drums and, and the tortilla chips. And whatever brew, not named Pat's Blue Ribbon or Tours <laughs> or Bud or none of that. Anything outside of those, I'm getting it in tonight because I don't think I'm driving. So we're going to rock like that there. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, do not drink and drive and call an Uber and do what you got to do. I'll be posting yep. up uh, right here at the Sims Primes Sports Bar. At the crib, that's what I that's what I'll be doing. And shout out to the hen sure. too. We got that here too. We we got that we got the Hennessy in the house as well. So yeah, I probably won't be able to leave the house tomorrow, bro. So 
It is what it is. So to recap, anybody that's listening, um, I have the Patriots 33-24. Source has the Patriots 31-24. So great minds think alike. Hopefully we both right. Um, you can catch us on Facebook, as we mentioned earlier, D Sports Bob Podcast. We call this podcast the SBP, as well as our group members, the best group members in the world. Please come join the Facebook group. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at Prime SBK. If you like sports, you like foolishness, you like comic books, Marvel, DC, drinking beer, I'm with it. Source, what up? I am source underscore Eskoshka, E-S-H-K-O-S-H-K-A on Instagram at Smitty Source on Twitter. I don't like comic books at all. Shame on you. That. <laughs> but if you want to know about some, some, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't even know. It's random. You never know. You never know. It yeah. depends on what what fool is acting foolish in the world, what I talk about. So, tears with the tears. But we out here. No doubt. SBP, y'all. Super Bowl 53. Enjoy yourself. Yeah.